This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest today, Chad Peterson. Chad, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for being on your show. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Well, before you tell us what you're actually doing today, if you would, could you tell me, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, if I'm honest, I didn't really entirely know, but it, I eventually I grew into the thought of wanting to be a pilot. And the reason that I wanted to do that is just, it was like my little boy dream, you know, whether you want to be in a fire truck or you want to be a, you know, in a military or whatever. Um, I wanted to fly planes and I ultimately got there. I ultimately flew planes. I became a pilot, became a commercial pilot. And uh, I lost my job in 9-11, which, you know, uh, most of your audience probably wasn't around during that time. But, you know, when those towers fell and the Pentagon got hit, uh, the aviation industry took a pretty good hit. So um, the dream that I pursued was no longer available, or at least for a long time uh, until I would come back. Right, right. You know, that's really interesting. A couple different things there. First off, that you didn't know what you wanted to be when you grew up, which I was right there with you. I like. I don't think I gave it any thought when I was a little kid, so I don't know what was wrong with me there. But And then the fact that you did succeed in something as cool as being an airline pilot, and then to have that end, you know, unexpectedly with 9-11. And I know we're in the midst of COVID-19 right now, and the airline industry is going through something very similar. So I'm sure there will be some pilots kind of facing what you faced a number of year, years ago. Would you agree? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, to, to highlight a little bit on the uh, not knowing what you want to do, you know, I think that's quite normal. But with my kids, I ask that question. And I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting them to know. But when I look back on my childhood, I, it's not, I, I can't remember people asking me that. Hey, what are you going to do whenever you're older? And so I think it's a good question to ask kids, you know, even if they don't know the answer, at least ask them. Right. Because maybe, maybe it'll spark some thoughts. But, but yeah, the airline industry is in the tank right now. Um, but, yeah, that's, 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 that's most of my journey of where I went. Uh, but after that, I became self-employed. I was actually self-employed when I was in high school. Okay. I mowed, I mowed grass. I picked weeds. I would take out trash, I would walk dogs, I would do whatever I could to make a buck. And that that was important to kind of build who I am because I don't have the ability to sit still and and not, you know, think about going and making a dollar. So right. I've always worked hard like that. And it's really served me well. And one thing that I think your audience has to a huge advantage is that they have the power of the internet and the power of instant gurus, people that are far more educated on how to succeed in life than their teachers and those school boring walls. You know, I mean, anymore, anymore, I mean, if you want to learn from the greatest, all you have to do is get on your, you know, your cell phone or, you know, your iPad or whatever it is, you can learn real life skills, real life business. Whereas, you know, me and you, 
it was like trial by fire. I mean, there wasn't, right. <laughs> you know, you could go to a library and try to pick up a book, but you didn't really know how to use what was in that book. Um, so now with all the gurus out there, there's so much information that you can, that you can absorb. In fact, I would say you can listen to five different people and get 10 different opinions uh, on, on how to become successful in life and what path to take in life. You can listen to people out there and take their advice you can also get confused by their advice. I, I think your audience might be at, at that place where they have they have so much information to absorb from people that are out there. You, you know, it's, it's it's called learning from others. I mean, that's what right. it is, right? right? I mean, you know, it's it's the it's the new education of mimicking. Right. And right. so if if somebody it's monkey see monkey do. If this guy has done it, if I can just learn what he did, I can do it too. Well, the school classrooms aren't set up that way. Right. And right, so, yeah. so, so now, if you can use the monkey see, monkey do philosophy, and do what those that are successful do, you know, your your world's ahead. But the the trip of it is, you know, don't get tripped up in getting confused along the way. Uh, between between getting oscillating advice between all the pros out there. Yeah, that's really good advice. And you're right. There's more resources now that we've ever had in the history of the world, for the most part. And it's right there at your fingertips. Uh, so that's really, really great advice. I actually experienced that the other day. I said, boy, I wish I could learn how to do X. Uh, I think I was working with Excel spreadsheets. I'm like, well, why am I not looking this up for myself? You know, I mean, it's everything from welding to Excel spreadsheets to, I mean, obviously, you don't want to do brain surgery, but <laughs> a lot of right, the basic it, skills. It's probably out there, though. It's probably it out probably there. It probably is. Right? <laughs> well, so now tell us, you wanted, you didn't know what you wanted to be when you grew up, but then you ended up wanting to become an airline pilot and you succeeded at that. Well, what do you do today? Well, what I do now is I sell businesses, uh, which means, you know, uh, for your audience, they might not understand what that means, but, you know, let's just say you went out there and you built a business and it's making X amount of dollars. Uh, there's a value in that business and I can, I can sell that business for a pretty good return. So, uh, that's what I do now. I help people buy businesses and I, I sell people's businesses. Wow. That's really amazing. Cause I find what you do fascinating. Uh, so if you would walk us through that, you, after nine 11, you're without a job as an airline pilot. What was your next step? Like, where did you go to and how did you decide to do what you do today? And how did you get there? Well, I didn't know what I was going to do, but at the time the mortgage business was booming and the level of qualifications or licensing to get in it at that time was, was pretty low. In other words, you know, in order to get into the mortgage business back then, you needed just a little bit of money. You needed to get your license, just some basic things, and you could be up and running. And I did the monkey see, monkey do thing. I learned from others. I went to a friend of mine. I learned um, how, how to sell a mortgage. I didn't know everything, and you don't need to know everything. A lot of people won't take action because they don't know everything. And you've got to take action even if you're nervous or you're anxious or if the workload seems too high for you at the moment or if you're too stressed out because you think you can't keep up or because you you don't have the enough skill set or whatever, you've got to keep pushing because whenever you push, that's that's where you really learn. And so that's what I did. Monkey do, monkey see, monkey do. I, I learned from a friend and then I went off on my own and I started the company just with me. And I started with a couple friends, you know, like, like, you know, they want, they said they wanted to do this, that, and the other, but the whenever it came down to it, the real hard work, they were out. 
So right. it was me. It was me in a four-person office because they just they weren't going to make the phone calls. They weren't going to put in the time. And you'll find that there. You know, if you want to be successful, you got to be the one who just figures it out and just doesn't quit. You've got to keep on going. I think that's with life anyway. Right. You know, you, yeah. That's with that, that's with your that's with your fitness, which I'm slacking on right now. I mean, I'm doing okay, but you got to you can't quit. You know, that's with your personal relationships. You got to. Be intentional. You can't quit. You know, you you have to uh, do all you can to, to push forward and be successful. So in business, I think that hard work creates luck. Right. And right. and you know, if you're if you're not passionate about what you're doing and you're working at it, you probably won't be successful. But regardless, you can overcompensate and work hard and find luck and find stride. And that's what I did. I'm not any better than anybody. I'm not smarter than anybody. I'm not faster than anybody. I just worked really hard and wouldn't give up and was very intentional about what I was doing. Because unless you're that excited about it, it won't be. Right. Now, if you would, walk me through like your first week on the job or your first contract to sell a business. Like, What was that initial conversation like with them? Because obviously you hadn't had experience doing that before you know everybody's got to make the big first big first step so how did that go what was the type of business and how did you get them as your first client well um there's a caveat there though i i had by that time but by the time that i started doing what i'm doing now i had built and sold several of my own companies in fact ah, I, didn't okay. wa- I didn't i didn't want to do it but i'm actually doing it again now i'm i'm building uh two companies right now uh reluctantly but uh, there's a there's a backstory there. But no, I had built and sold my own companies, and so I knew how the process worked. So all I did was learn from my experiences, and then and then I created my own brand of of doing it and my own way of doing it. So it wasn't like I just started out of the gate with, you know, just a, a prayer. I had already been there before. And I opened up my company. I got a website, business cards, and really just a phone call list. That's all I had. I had a phone call list, a computer, business cards, and a very basic website. And I started dialing 60, 70, 80 people a day, calling homeowners or calling the business owners rather and saying, hey, I'm Chad. This is what I do. Have you ever thought about selling your business? And that's where the conversation started. And then, of course, I put a suit on. I go visit them let them know that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. And then you, then you just got to follow through. Now, when you called people, were you focusing on a, a specific industry or channel or mom and pa shops or retail or chains or what type, what was your focus at first? Or were you kind of, you know, looking broad? Well, there's no real focus. I mean, I, I would call anybody that uh, was in, was self-employed that was making a you know, certain amount of dollars. So if you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, regardless of what industry it is, I would call you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So now how did you realize who those folks were? Was it the public records that you were able to access and check them out, like to see how yeah, successful so they there's, were? There's, there's certain places you can contact to get those lists that are accurate, and it gives you company data, uh, gives you their names, addresses, phone number, um, how many employees, how much revenue they're doing. That kind of thing. So I just ordered one of those lists, and I started making calls. Wow. Well, that's really, really, really cool. Now, walk us through this because it just seems complex. But from a student's perspective, what do you mean 
you buy and sell companies. So when you look at it, I assume that you're kind of quantifying their net assets and the liabilities. Is that correct to find out what a price would be for that type of business? No, actually not. Let's put it in school terms. Sure. Let's just say that, let's just say you have 2,000 people in a school. It doesn't matter how many chairs and desks and computers and beakers and lab equipment (laughs) and art equipment and balls. It doesn't matter. What matters is how much money those 1,000 students provide to that school. Okay. So schools are full of kids, and they're monetized by way of tax dollars, unless it's a private school. So let's just say I were to sell a private school, which I very well could. We would look at the revenue that the, the students bring in and then minus the cost of to, to run the entire operation. And whatever that number is left over would be the value of the company on a multiple. So let's just say it was making $200,000 a year, um, just as an easy number. I could sell it for $600,000. Okay. So multiple of three or thereabouts uh, to yeah, figure out the thereabouts. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, that's really cool. So you're basically open to any business then, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Really, really cool. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. And if you're an educator or student, you can search for podcasts by Career Cluster. So we learned what you wanted to be when you grew up, which eventually became a pilot, and what you do today, which you buy and sell businesses. So looking back on your career, which has been a really interesting one because you had to make a big pivot, you know, due to forces out of your control, uh, what would you do differently? Well, truthfully, for me, what I would do differently is if I could... I would pause and give a whole lot of thought to what I was going to do prior to doing it. And then I would leave the thought away. Then I would just quit. I would, I would quit thinking about it. In other words, really give a lot of thought to what you want to do. And then pull the trigger on something that you believe you can stick with. And like I said, if I could. But the thing is that I got I got hit by the airline industry fallout. Right. And then whenever, right. whenever I own whenever I owned the mortgage company, I got hit with that fallout in 2008. I mean, the mortgage business fell in 08. I mean, so in 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 less than eight years, I had two huge fallouts. I wish that I could have picked something that I could have done long term that that wasn't going to be killed by industries falling apart or, you know, economies dictating it to such a degree. Uh, The airline industry is very volatile and the mortgage business is very volatile. So that's what I would have done differently. I would have just picked something that I thought I could do for the next 40, 50 years and stay with it. You know, it's interesting when I was a kid and I was mowing grass, you know, let's just say I'm making $35 an hour whenever I'm mowing grass. Right. Well, you know, who wants to make that kind of money? I mean, you want to make millions of dollars, but the truth of it is that if I just stayed with doing that since I was 15 years old, I'm 41 now, I'd probably have 2,000 yards to mow by now. Right, yeah. You know, if you just don't quit and you keep going, guess what? Mowing grass isn't going away. It never will. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, you could say, you want to be a brain surgeon? Yeah, well, that's not going away either. What I'm saying is if you can pick something that will last a long time and it's not going to be killed by industry and it's always going to be there or it's not going to be out outdone by technology, go ahead and pull the trigger, commit to it, and don't get distracted by anything else, especially being distracted by the education system, which I don't believe in. So most, most, people, that, most people that I know that are successful, you know, you, number one, you never hear about their high school degree, number one. Right. Okay. If you want to talk about the major successful, you're not going to hear about their high school degree. 
if you want to hear from the mega successful, you're never even going to hear about their college. What, that, what has everything to do with it is a passion within, something you see and you believe in that you can get behind and pursue relentlessly. Pick what you want to do. Don't think that college is going to be the answer. Make passion being your answer and make commitment being your resolve. That's what I would tell myself and other people. Yeah, you know, you're one of the few guests I can ask this next question. So you've already had seismic shifts in the industry you are working on that caused you to change career paths unexpectedly twice. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on your current role buying and selling companies with this COVID crisis we have going on? Do you feel like it's sustainable? And if so, why? It is sustainable. Um, billions and billions of dollars of businesses will be sold regardless of the market. Yeah, we're in weird times right now. I, I really can't tell you what kind of market it is. Uh, one way or the other. I can't tell you, I can't say it's a buyer's market or seller's market. It's a market of uncertainty right now, so people are holding off. That's not going to last forever. I've got a closing tomorrow. Um, just closed a, or just sold a, a, a trucking business, and I've got a uh, industrial tank system, industrial tank manufacturer that is uh, going to be selling. I've got a pool service company that's going to be selling. So these things are not going to go away, and as soon as the fear and uncertainty gets out of the way in the market, we will uh, we'll get back to business as usual. Yeah, so has it changed your evaluation of these companies? Do you look at, instead of looking at a, maybe an annual number, are you looking at, you know, how's it been the last six weeks? <laughs> like, if they have enough resources to make through such a challenging time, or has it not really affected the calculations? Well, a lot of, a lot of companies are going to perish. Yeah. A lot of yep. a lot of restaurants will perish. A lot of companies will fall. Basically, if you weren't if you weren't very strong going into this, if you didn't take the proper steps prior to this to have a war chest of money, so to speak, you know you're not going to survive it. What's going to happen is this thing's going to slowly open up. In other words, the government's going to say, "Yeah, let's go ahead and open up." But that doesn't mean that the people are just going to be right back to business as usual. People are going to be very cautious, reluctant. To, to be out as much. And so we're not going to see the numbers that we were, say, last year in business. That will affect their value, and what it's going to affect more than anything is their bankability. So if we evaluate a company, let's just say it's worth a million dollars, but this year they got hurt with COVID, so it's now it's down to, let's say they're down to a value of $800,000. Right. Well, the bank has to sign off on that. The bank is the one that has to say, yes, this is worth $800,000. Now, uh, a person could say, you know what, that was just COVID. That's that's then, this is now, no big deal. You know, it's still worth a million dollars. But the bank will say, from a pure numbers perspective, because that's how, num that's how banks are, they're very linear in their thinking. They're only going to lend on what it's worth today. So right. from, a, from right. a banking perspective, they're going to be hamstrung by um, – this market shift. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I do find your uh, your business very interesting, as you can tell. So I really appreciate the details there. So yeah, let's talk to the student who wants to do what you do. What advice would you give them? Is there a typical career path to what you do? Oh boy, if you if you you know I, I asked my uh, I asked my gal this you know about my own son if if he could do what I do, and her answer was no because it takes a lifetime of trial and error and business and you know, marketing and running a business and selling a business and you got to understand finance and banking and all that so if i'm if i'm shooting you dead straight i i don't think that 
I don't think that many of your listeners would have a clear path to be able to go do what I do, frankly. Um, there's a lot to it. It would probably take 15 years or so of real boots-on-the-ground experience in business in all areas to be able to bring that to the market and earn the trust of clientele to be able to handle selling a multi-million dollar business because you have to know all angles of it. And so I, I think it'd be pretty tough to do what I do. But if they did want to try, I would tell them to I would tell them to get a job at a bank, understand how bank loans work. I would tell them to be a you know a salesperson of some sort and then I would tell them to go apply at brokerage firms to be a business broker. And then I would tell them they've got to they've got to dial 80 to 100 people a day to wow. build their book of business for better part of a year and they've got to be able to live without a paycheck for 4 to 6 months minimum in order to do it. And so because of that, my industry is kind of protected. It's 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 a hard business to get into and there's not too many of us out there that really know what they're doing. And and I I am grateful and I'm appreciative of where I'm at because I do have the experience to to do what I do, and uh, that's how I'm able to make the money that I make. But it's certainly not easy, and I would not have been able to do it without all my business experience in the back, in, in, in the past. Yeah. Now, would you recommend? Would you maybe recommend that they become a business owner, like if they wanted to pursue that as a way to learn all the different aspects of it? Is that a potential avenue? Sure. I would tell them to, to own a business or two. Okay. And really understand accounting, really understand banking, really understand uh, contracts. And I would tell them to work closely with an attorney that specializes in business sales and learn as much from him as well. I mean, you, you just have to be pretty well diverse to be able to, to go do what I do specifically. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Well, cool. Now, are there any current projects you're working on that you would like to share? Well, we've got a hot tub and spa distributorship for sale. It's $4 million. We've got a, a tank manufacturing company. I believe that's $2.7 million. You know, I've got a, a simple little pool company. I think it's a pool service company for $220,000, Right. I'm, I'm selling a trucking company right now for $725,000. You know, various deals. I'm selling a roofing company for, I don't know, I think it's like $3.6 million. Okay. So, yeah, just, just various things, you know, just any business that's making good money, you know, somebody wants it. Because this is important for your audience. If if they are thinking about the corporate path, that has been done before. And to my knowledge, it hasn't served people very well. It's not serving for somebody to go down the corporate path. And eventually, eventually people look for a way out of it. And how they do that is they build up enough 401k or stock or whatever it is of that company. And whenever they're tired of corporate America, the grind, being anchored to their desk, not having freedom, things like that, they look to somebody like me and they say, hey, I saw that business for sale. How do I do it? And as long as they have 10% of the purchase price, then they can buy it if they have good credit. So that's, that's how people that take the corporate route end up getting into self-employment well and that's and that's another angle that's another for your listeners that's that's another way to do it is become self-employed after you got some corporate experience you've stacked up some money you've gotten some stock you've contributed to 401k they've matched it and and now you cash out and instead of starting a business which is pretty laborious and stressful uh now you get to buy one that's already running now what is one one or two of the misconceptions you find your buyers might have as far you know do you ever get them you know this is a whole lot more work than i thought it would be 
Uh, is there anything in particular that you feel like our folks should be wary of when they buy their first business? Well, I mean, buyers are pretty leery already because they're spending a lot of money. But I would, I would tell the buyer, um, you have to trust the broker you're working with. That's really everything. It's no different than anything else. Same with me. If you've got X amount of dollars and you're looking for a business, once I get to know you, I'm going to know whether or not you're a good fit for that business and whether or not the business is viable. I'm not going to let you buy something that's not what it's said to be. And really, it does come down to just that, just integrity with the broker. No, that's great advice. Well, now, what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Go to petersonacquisitions.com, and that's petersonacquisitions.com, P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N-A-C-Q-U-I-S-I-T-I-O-N-S.com. And if they want to, go to Get the Book, and I can send them a free download of the book. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, thank you for taking us on your career journey today, Chad. Okay. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.